Welcome to episode 36 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 36 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Owls. Brought to you by... Coffees of Hawaii. You're very good at that, aren't you? I am. So. And uh, there's coffeesofhawaii.com, and uh, we'll talk about them later on the show. Mm. So very good. So coming up in this week's show, we've got our news, we've got our website of the week, age group of the week, high five, Coach's Corner. No Coach's Corner. No Coach's Corner, We're because John's had a big training day today. We're having a question and answer special, catching up on last week. Nice, so that's very good. So let's get straight into it. So big news of the week, this is the most exciting news of the week. We've got an email from Dominic Westbrook. From he must be from the UK, but he's got a Mac account, which is a good man. It's an oh, Apple thing. I don't know about that. <laughs> and uh, we, it kind of made my day, to be honest. He sent through us just telling us that on the UK iTunes Music Store that the iTunes Music Store had had us as a feature on their sports page. If you click on sports page, they generally have nine sporting you know podcasts that they feature each week or over a period of time. I don't know how long it goes for. And uh, ours is in it. And we're up there with bloody Manchester United. Yeah, and, all and the- Nike and BBC and. So, yeah, mate, it made my eyes look like I was beaming from ear to ear, I tell you. We're huge. Wow, oh, we're huge in the UK, I tell you. <laughs> so, uh, so that was really, really cool. And it's kind of just a kind of a good time for us to say thanks for everyone out there listening to the show and for all your support. And uh, let's keep it growing. Tell your mates about it. and Tell everybody about it. Tell, tell all your, your friends. Even tell people don't do triathlon. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> tell your dog. <laughs> so uh, so thanks for that, uh, that Dominic. You definitely made my day. Because mine's, mine's actually hooked up to the U- US. Right. I think you are as well. Mine's not hooked up to anything. <laughs> I think I'm you're a, Sweden. Te- te- <laughs> got some te- technology difficulties. Anyway, so good news for Christmas out there for you guys listening for Christmas. This is kind of newsworthy. Uh, what are we saying? We're saying uh, what it takes. We, we discussed this a few weeks ago as one of our product features. It's the movie, uh, well, documentary uh, focusing on Luke Bell and Peter Reid and um, Laurie Bowden and Heather Fuhr. Yep. And we thought it was a pretty good, uh, yeah, pretty really good little thing. Yep. And. Uh, there's a bit of a special on at the moment, um, so you know it, it would be a good gift. It's a pretty affordable gift if you want to if you got any triathlon mates or, or anything like that. But they've got a bit of a special thing going on now. They've got the standard edition, which is what we saw, which is you know just a standard DVD. Yep. Then they've got the premium edition. Just click on there. Click on here. Uh, whatever one you're on before. Yeah, where was it? Mate, oh, oh, I'm back. I'm getting back. Quick, dizzy. Here we go. So you got the what it takes standard edition. Uh, then you got the what it takes premium edition. Whoa, and premium. That, premium, and that has some extra bonus scenes. They're always a bit of a laugh when you see those bonus scenes. Yeah, they're very good. And also Peter Reed signs it. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. Got back a, it up. It's got a double the value. Can sell yeah. that one on eBay in a few oh, years definitely. time. And then you got the what it takes spinner edition. Which sounds like they've got a few brief clips from the standard edition, and it blends it in with a 30, 45 minutes of music videos. So, might be something good to chuck it in on the wind trainer for yeah. you guys who are about to go through winter. Um, it's kind of like that Carmichael thing where you're doing it spinning, and they have Mark Lance Armstrong come along, and it drives you forward. Yeah, exactly. And uh, well, they've got a bit of a special incentive: the first 500 customers to order Ooh. any DVD starting on November 28th will have a chance to win a free Zoot Sports. Zoot Sports Zenith wetsuit. Well, there you go. So there you go. Get on there and uh, get a copy. They didn't even pay us for this. We just, I know. We just stood in service because we know you guys want to listen to it. So yeah. we'll watch the movie. Yeah, it's good li- good yeah. little thing to watch. Yeah, definitely. Get it. Okay, so that's good. So what else is happening in news? We've got the doping thing. <laughs> this so, so so last week we talked about on Slow Twitch about how there have been allegations of somebody being done for doping in Hawaii and uh, just been in October. So... 
basically it's been proven that no one has been in the top 10 males and females that uh, it's all clear it's all clear they've been given the all clear which John then brought up this morning when we were out on the bike tell the story John <laughs> and uh I, th- I think we mentioned it last week as well, which it, it kind of doesn't make sense because Rudd Kabiki last year said that every test that he takes, he's going to have a, uh, a naturally high, mm. I think it was EPO, because that's, he just produce, produces it naturally. So so in that case, you would have expected Rudd Kabiki to, to you know bring back a positive test, and then he would have said, well, that's the hap- same thing that happened last year. Um, so, so there you go, and he's obviously got all his medical evidence to say so. So that's uh, I'm kind of a bit intrigued about that. I mean, it hasn't been brought up, has it? No. So just uh, your wisdom. So that's that's an interesting one. Nice. But I I was also talking to Axel, who's a guy we're riding with today, and we yep. were just talking about doping, and and I really don't think it's going to become a, a really big issue until the money really starts rolling in. So uh, until we get really big money in Ironman, then I think we're going to have a major problem. Okay, but let's put it this way: What about someone like the top ten guys in the world? Now, top ten guys in the world are making good money. Uh, I don't know. If, no, I'd say the top. Five are okay. So let's say Sadler. Sadler's Sadler's making good money, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just <laughs> give me right here. I'm not saying Sadler's a drug taker, but he's of a level now where he's making good money. Mm-hmm. He can have probably afford to do drugs. Yeah, but it, it is. I think what a lot of people don't understand is very, very expensive. You know, to do EPO, you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars to do it properly. So, um, not that I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're speaking from experience. Yeah. But, uh, no wonder he was gunning it this morning. <laughs> but yeah, which I think we've just got to watch the space. I think we will get the odd positive here and there, but I don't think it's really going to come widespread like cycling and, mm. and athletics and so on until the big money starts rolling in. And then I think uh, we've got to really look out. Uh, I think we could have some pretty big issues. Mm, that's definitely interesting. Well, it is good news that no one got busted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot, kind of like, a lot of the kind of speculation around it, so mm. it's a good thing. Um, what else happened? Oh, so the ITU are going to be changing, shortening the long course championships. Yeah, well, I don't, don't know if this is going to be, con- if this has actually been officially confirmed, but um, I got an email through from the uh, Triathlon Professionals Organisation, which uh, I'll actually... I should, you should be in this now, shouldn't I? You should be. You should join up. I'm going exactly. to. I'm going to yeah. do it right after this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. They've, they've got uh, Jonas Colting, who's a you know, fantastic athlete. I think he's been a medalist twice at the World Long Course Champs. And uh, he's also, you know, had a, got a really good Ironman career. But they're basically, uh, the, the ICU, by the sounds of it, are looking to change their what they term the long-distance triathlon from the 4K swim, 120K bike, 30K run down to a 3k swim 80k bike 20k run which is basically you know you double your olympic distance uh race or 70.3 really isn't it yeah so it's basically like doing a, a half iron man with a with a bit of a longer like a swim, swim and a slightly shorter bike ride which and is actually good for me isn't it? no it's bad for me isn't it it's bad for you yeah. <laughs> um and and you know that that doesn't really sound like it's not really a long really long course race so jonas no. is uh, is trying to get a petition together he's not happy about that uh and he'd prefer the the length to be uh standard which a lot of people like that distance that 4 120 30 it's um it's a, that little bit faster than iron man you can recover that little bit quicker and it's still a really you know an ultra distance triathlon um and people really like that distance i think okay but is he fighting an uphill battle because is it are there that many long course races from the ITU at the moment? It's not not a great deal. Um, they have a world champs every year. They have a European champs every year, uh, and then they have one or two others sort of scattered around. But by the sounds of this email, they are looking to possibly set up a tour, sort of a, yeah. the ITU long distance tour, which is obviously going to be in competition to the seventy point three series. Um, and ITU are always basically out to if, if anybody sets anything up, they usually try to go and. Uh, go head-to-head with them. It'll and, be interesting uh, to see if they do do a tour. Like, if they do a tour, is it going to be like how they do the 
the championships in the ITU where you get points every race and stuff like that because the 70.3 is pretty like, much just a race a race yeah. yeah and qualify for the, the yeah. champs at the end yeah, and it's not like you can do a series and at the end of it you're the world champ for the yeah. series and so I think I mean there's, there's two issues here one is the the distances you know they're a little bit short and um and I think uh, you know calling it a long distance triathlon isn't isn't necessarily right and especially for the the world championships I think mm. they should have a longer one but I think it is quite exciting if they are going to set up a tour. Yeah, I, definitely. ITU generally um, have good money at their races, uh, and so I think that's quite exciting. So for you professionals out there, you know, um, get onto this Triathlon Professionals organisation if you're not already a part of it. I am. And, no, tonight. And, and send yeah. Jonas your views. Yeah, because uh, I'm a professional now. And Bevan will be definitely going for the uh, the longer one, I would have thought. Yeah, but I, I think the thing is as well is that you're definitely longer for me. I think, in a way, the ITU doing this can be good for a few reasons. A, there's going to be more money for athletes, mm-hmm. so there's more races for the longer distance athlete, and B, um, the races aren't going to be so competitive, so for a pro, you can actually make some mm. money, so then you can kind of pick and choose. So, And maybe yeah. when that happens, maybe the athletes can make a career out of that kind of not Ironman, not slower. Well, that's uh, that's the thing. I mean, if, if, you, if you're a good athlete and you're a weak swimmer, You've basically got no show of ever doing any good on the mm. as, a, as a World Cup athlete. So this is a that that distance there is there's still a fairly good element of speed in it. Mm. So um, I mean we've got this young guy who's been out riding with us the last couple of days and it's been yesterday. Bit of a freak. <laughs> He's been doing triathlon for, for two months. And uh, he blitzed Bevan up the, the last hill. And the rest of us are about bloody five minutes behind. Yeah. But uh, he's, he's, he's a very weak swimmer. Well, he's getting better a lot quicker, but he's pretty yeah. amazing on the bike and the run. And uh, and so we'll see what happens with the swim. But, you know, if you can't swim, you've pretty much yeah. got no history. Game over. So, do, do, do. Yeah. There's a game over sound. Okay. okay. <laughs> so watch that one. Were you into spaces when you were younger? Oh, yeah, a bit of uh, Space Invaders. Yeah, Space Invaders. A bit of Pac-Man. Oh, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> right, uh, what else? Um... Okay, Chinese athletes are banned from socialising. This was on Inside Triathlon. It's quite a funny little article. Basically, the Chinese athletes that are preparing from, for the Beijing Olympics, uh, and this is just a quote from it, in order to prepare for the 2008 Beijing Olympics, our country's athletes, including celebrity athletes, are banned from participating in all kinds of social activities. <laughs> so basically, your training machine... Uh, Athletes who participate in social activities are relatively easily distracted. <laughs> if this, if this not, is not regulated, it may interfere with their training and be detrimental to the Beijing Olympic preparations. It's interesting that they don't think the social thing is a good thing for them. Yeah. We talk about balance in our show. We do. We talk about balance. But uh, yeah, talking to um, Brendan Downey, who's a coach uh, who's uh, actually had a little bit to do with the, the ITU and, and developing nations such as China with triathlon, he, he went over there and he says they train pretty hard. Really? Um, but not not particularly structured, and yeah. uh, they haven't got many guys coming through at this stage. Um, but they have got some very very good girls. Um, oh, wow. So so look out for them in Beijing. Uh, I think you know they could surprise a few people. Well, I think they... Chinese want to do pretty well in the Olympics, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I think they'll struggle to, but I think in a few years' time, it's an Olympic sport, and China want to win every flipping medal mm, there is at the mm. Olympics. So I think uh, look out for some good female athletes coming through. The guys nice. apparently are woeful on the bike, um, but you know. Give it a few more years. Well, they won't be that social. They won't be. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad news, actually. We, uh, we were kind of on BritishTriathlon.org, and they uh, talked about a guy called William Scott Stewart, who actually died in the Phuket Triathlon in Thailand. Was that, was that the weekend? It was well, on I'm not sure. Summer. They've just got, they've released no, it. And it, was on, it was last weekend. Oh, really? So it's kind of sad news just for anyone out there, and we just want to give our kind of support to his family and hope that uh, everything's going with her and uh, 
it's if you're not nice thing to happen. No. He had a heart attack during the race while competing. So just our kind of condolences go out to his friends and families and I uh, hope, you know, times are kind of can be good. Mm. Um, okay, what else is happening? It's a bit of a it. bit of a wrap up from last weekend. Okay, so we had Iron Man Western Australia happening. Mm. It was pretty entertaining. We were uh, I was watching a little bit of on on the index. So I had a couple of people racing over there, and um, yeah, interesting day at the office. Wait a second, um, I might actually go to the proper page. Yeah. Um. So basically, the, how the the race unfolded, uh, Luke Bell I think was first out of the swim, right up there, yep. and then uh, basically tried to blitz him at the start of the bike, and then he pretty much called a day pretty quickly. So. My guess is he thought I'll just go out there and give it a nudge, see how I'm feeling, and if I'm, if I'm feeling good, I'll keep going. But apparently he was sick. Oh, was he? Yeah, apparently he was sick leading into the race and he couldn't shrug it off. Yeah, so so he was he was the early leader, and then um, Mitch Anderson decided to blast the bike and absolutely killed everybody on the bike. Yeah. Actually, if you're gonna track an athlete, and then we can track an athlete, track an athlete, okay, pull up the splits for the Male pros. pros. We'll just go all pros. Um, so Mitch Anderson nailed the bike at 418, um, which is bloody fast. I mean, that's uh, all the bike times here were very, very fast. So it'd be interesting to hear if anybody did do Western Australia and they had a speedo on, um, whether the course was a bit short because uh, those times are fast. I know it yep. is a flat course, uh, but well, that's yeah, fast. 418 is uh, the same as what Stadler Road in, uh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's an average speed of about 43 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, about 42, 43. We worked it out. But you look at all the other guys, you know, Chris McDonald's riding a 432. He's very strong on the bike, but everybody was riding around that 430 mark, the top yep. guys. So that's very fast. But on the flip side, um, the run times were actually... Pretty, the shortest was pretty legendary. Oh, I thought he ran 259. It's 249. That's pretty solid. Mm, he's a great um, day around, isn't he? But you look at all the other pros and in, in pretty ordinary run times, um, he was the only one to go under three hours. Yep. Nobody else... Under no. three or five. Yeah. Mm. So uh, apparently it did get very, very hot on the run. But uh, yeah, so Jason Shortis uh, blitzed it on the run. Mitch Anderson, you know, fell to pieces a little bit. Still ran a 309, but, um, yeah. you know, I think he would have been hoping for better. I'm pretty sure he was a defending champion. I think he won last year. Mm, I think they're train buddy, training buddies, those two. And so, yeah. yeah. So 808.57 for the win. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. Um, Jason Shortis, really good athlete. Been around a long time. Don't think he had a very good cone this year. Um, but he's he's won a number of times. No, no, he's a long course guy. Um, But he he set his day up with a fantastic swim. He's normally, you know, a number of minutes down in the swim, but great swim, 50.05, bike 4.29, run 2.49 to win comfortably 8.08. Mitch Anderson was second. Maybe he would have gone faster if he got rid of that moustache. He's got this porn star moustache. But it's November. No, it's not anymore. It's December. But was it on the day? No, it was December. You know, the funny thing, it was raced on Sunday. And last week I was going on about Saturday racing. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you what was even uh, what would have been tricky over there is they introduced daylight savings. The, oh, that's the, right. The day of the so race. I wonder if someone missed it. Someone must, oh, have, they eh? must have. It would have been one person. I don't know oh. if that meant you turned up an hour early or an hour later. I'm not sure which way the clocks went. But uh, mm. man, it's a it's an added stress. You'd be going to bed. I changed my clock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, back of that. So Mitch Anderson was second in 8.18. Um, Jimmy Johnson, or Jen Johnson, yep, was third in 8.34. And mate, Chris McDonald. Who was looking pretty strong in the run for a while there, but was. kind of must have slowed down towards the end. He was right up there at one stage. He was in like three or four minutes down, wasn't he? Yeah, but he, a, bit of a bit of a disappointing 3.11 for him on the run, mm. uh, 8.36, but pretty close between him and our favourite, we love this name, Luke Dragster. Dragster! Dragster! 
Where does that surname originate oh, from? Oh no, I reckon they made it up. <laughs> you know how people change their names? Yeah. I made a man who changed his name to Joe Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> so. so he was a close battle there at 8.36.51, so Chris hung on for fourth. And uh, what was really interesting, if you look all the way down, how many guys broke nine hours? Oh, there was 12. I thought 12. there was a few more than that. Mm. Um, so 12 guys broke nine hours. But it's not a strong field, is it? Well, you say that, but the bloody Aussies, they're so good. I mean, there's a lot. Of, you know, there's not a lot of names there that you're really familiar with, but the Aussies are so bloody good. Um, on the girls' side of things, Lisbeth... Yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go girls only. He's, he's pulled the page away oh, from me. It's not working. Uh, it's... Oh, make it up. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Here we go. I'm getting it. Okay, female, female, pro. Go. Gone. Done. Finished. Yep, done. We can't slag the Ironman website off of this. This no. is Devin's poor internet service <laughs> provider. Um, so Elizabeth, Elizabeth Christensen um, ended up being a bit closer than what I thought it was yep. going to be. Uh, solid swim for her, 53 minutes. Um, bike, 450. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then a, a, just a steady run. Maybe she was just uh, cruising on the run or maybe she blew up. Um, but she's a quality athlete. I think she got 11th in Kona this year or something like that. And she's won a number of Ironman races. So Maybe oh. she blew up because you think if she was getting close. She did 9-10. So you think if she's getting close to 9, you know, she maybe she would have gone for it. Yeah, Something maybe. for a chick's pretty awesome. Yeah. But she yeah, a bit of a disappointing run. 3.25. She finished off with 9.10, which is very, very fast. Mm. Uh, second was Sarah Gross. In 9.15. Charlotte Paul. Third was Charlotte Paul. Bevan can do fourth. Kate. Ben Levkoy. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you that one. <laughs> 9.27. And she had a bit of a sprint off with Prue Oswin. 9.27.32. So only uh, 20, 27 seconds between those two. Nice. Um, but you look at the, the female side of things as well. You had 11 girls breaking 10 hours. And I don't think you'd see that at many Ironmans either. So... Very, very fast day. Joe yep. King pulled out. Um, great name. Great name, Joe King. <laughs> and also Angela Milne, who I think uh, won it last year. She also McDonald. pulled out. Marilyn McDonald start. Oh, she did The big DNS. Big DNS. So, interesting day there. Hot day on the run. Fast day. Um, well done to everybody. And that's, that's the, the end Man of the Ironman yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. Good work to my mate Sean the porno. He finished, in, I think he finished in 10 and a half, so... Hard luck story of the day goes to Ian Scott, guy from Christchurch. He's been battling away for oh, a number of yeah. years. Trying to break 10 hours, and he did 10 hours and 17 seconds. Now, that must break your heart. Yeah. No, that's so, just... He was... Uh, I think he'd be pretty disappointed about that. He had a pretty solid ride. But... And it's such a pity, because it's still a great race. You know, 17 seconds. Yeah, big PB for him. Yeah, transition. Yeah. <laughs> We're going transition. Here we go. It was like when Scott Molina was in the short course world champs, and he won the swim bike run and lost it by transitions. That's right. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah. Sensational. So, well done to everybody finished over there. Okay, so uh, is that pretty much coming up, for this week? Coming, oh, up. coming up this weekend. Yep. We've got a half Ironman up in Taupo. Um, be so this is a new race. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there because uh, there was a half Ironman at Taupo that was very, very popular and the council declined their application to run the race this year and uh, and then somehow another half Ironman turned up and I think the guy actually has connections with the council. What's so it's all about? a bit dodgy. Mm-hmm. Um and by the sounds of it, most people have gone to the Rotorua event where this guy who was running Taupo is set up. Oh, um, he's got about you know seven or eight hundred apparently doing that. So it'll be interesting to see how many people rock up to Taupo. We've also got a one one. Yeah, we've also got a couple of half Ironmans in Australia: the Shepton Half Ironman and the Canberra Half Ironman. Yes. Good luck to all you Aussies. Aussies. And uh, and that's about it. Oh, actually, Canberra is the weekend after next. So nice. that's our news for this week. Actually, it's not because we're going to discuss. <laughs> we're going to discuss the topic of the week that goes within the news. Oh, does it go within the it news? Goes within the news. So last week we basically wanted to find out 
where are the really good websites to get cheap product from? Because, you know, I know when I'm trying to find cheap product overseas, bring in New Zealand, it's really frustrating sometimes trying to actually find it. So uh, we've got some good websites through and uh, let's kind of name them. Just go through them. Yeah. So first one up was... Uh, Pro Bike Kick. Pro Bike Kick. ProBikeKit.com. Yep. Uh, so you, obviously you can get all the Pro Bike Kit uh, based in the UK, but sent to most countries. And so they're pretty cheap there, aren't they? A lot of Kiwi guys actually go there and buy okay. there. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, definitely, yep. So it was in from Glenn. And then we've got ManDeemDirect.com. Man, uh, I'm just pronouncing Oh, maybe it was M&M Sports. Yeah, it's M&M Sports or M&MDirect.com. And uh, cheap running shoes. Now, I think it's more of like a retail place, but they sell last year's models. Oh, that's what I always do. Mm. Buy last year's Buy models. Buy last year's models. Half price. <laughs> yeah. Half price. Because John and I are both cheap asses. I'm yeah. a cheap ass and John's a cheap ass too. So, um, so yeah, really good place. And he also talked about wiggle.co.uk and myprotein.co.uk for sports supplements. Oh, so, very good. Yep, yep. For all your pommies. That was in from Fegan. Yep. Um, next one was from Jeff, and he used... Bike Nash Bar and Performance Bike, but he didn't send in the websites. Oh, yes, he oh, did. Uh, at, at, and clothing at trisports.com. So this is in the US. So I'm not sure if they ship overseas. Uh, we've got jojogger.co.uk and planet. Uh, what is hyphen. it? Hyphen x hyphen bikes.com and, and apple.com. No, that's an apple. Not even worth mentioning. Oh yeah, plan- great place for computers. PlanetXBikes.com is uh, PlanetXBikes is actually uh, Spencer Smith sponsor and actually now sponsor Gordo as well. Oh really? Mm. Oh, they actually had articles about Gordo. I wouldn't check it out. Yeah. Mm. Okay, next up. And I think they're going to have all uh, our Gordo's power output from uh, Epic Camp up on the site. Um, they kind of did a bit too much power on Gordo, I reckon. Did they? Oh, they had, they had, like, God, it's great, but they had, like, he just arrived in somewhere and he'd written, like, you know, I've just arrived type of thing, and it was like a page on it. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Next one for you Aussies uh, is cannibal.com.au, uh, and they do make some really good triathlon gear and good prices, and from Ross, thank you. Um, Jeremy basically said eBay, which is a really good point. Um, he's just saying how the, sp- the cost of the sport is so expensive and sometimes hard to justify the sports kind of cost. But um, saying eBay is a great place to go, and it's so true. You mm. you know, especially for secondhand products, even mm. new products, isn't it? It's, mm. You know, and for the Kiwis, trade me. Trade me. Everybody knows about trade me. We've got some severe trade me addicts in New Zealand. Yeah, so it's, out, it's out eBay it's, basically. It's, it's not good. <laughs> but even you know, eBay is an international thing, and if, as long as they ship to where you're going to, it's definitely often fine. You know, it's just so much cheaper. And Trevor sent in a plethora of uh, plethora. This is a plethora of uh, websites: totalcycling.com, chainreactioncycles.com. Yep. Uh, based in Sweden, deliver anywhere. The prices can be very good, but delivery can be weeks. Yep. Price is the only reason to buy here. Uh, it's cyclecomponents.com. So for me, total cycling, I actually went on there, and for us Kiwis, the shipping was just way too expensive. So it was like thirty-five pound. Oh, okay. Yeah, which for New Zealand is about seventy, eighty pound, uh, eighty dollars. Okay. So, um, yep. But someone else, Randy, actually also mentioned total cycling as well. Mm-hmm. And then lastly. And one of your my bloody... sponsor. Oh, it's beautiful. So, uh, high five my sponsors, which are a UK-based company. They are based in New Zealand, or they have a plane of company in New Zealand. They sponsored by me and. Fifthelement.co.nz And you can also go to pro <laughs> pro <4bodyfuel.com. laughs> So we're getting our sponsors to plug here, but definitely my sponsors are sensational. <laughs> Fifthelement.co.nz And his sponsor fell out of his boat at the weekend doing a kayak race. So if you're listening, Glenn, haha. Yeah. But then he go then he went and won the kayak for the spot prize. Have you ever three, won a spot prize? Three and a half thousand dollars. No, but 
Any, anybody who comes on in my coaching programs, I'm He's actually, angry about I'm, it. I'm actually full at the moment, but anybody who comes on my coaching programs is almost guaranteed to win a spot prize. Glenn's won a kayak. A few weeks ago, um, my brother-in-law, who I kind of coach a little bit, he won a kayak again worth a couple of thousand dollars. Yep. I had somebody, another guy I coach uh, recently win a $10,000 bike. Get a, a spot prize, and I've had a couple of other people win bikes in the last twelve months. So I've never won anything since you've been coaching me. So oh, I need to, wow. it needs to be my turn. We're waiting for the big one at, at uh, Taupo. You see, yeah, I might win you, something. You yeah. take, you take line on as Cameron Brown. Look out! Yeah, watch out, Cam. That's yeah. the thing. You I was, get I was, nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our news for this news week. for the week. Actually, it's, it's not our news. It's not, it's not the end of the news. But I reckon you're playing with my mind. I don't think we normally do it this way. <laughs> we do. We normally do this within the news. Okay. So, uh, for third time, third time. Um, we've got to talk about this week's topic. So this week's topic, John sent me through the email, and I, and I liked that we were going to do it last week, but we kind of thought about websites first, is now that all the Ironmans have finished for the 2006, what was the best pro performance of the year and why? Mm, so it's all the Ironmans are done and dusted. Mm. So who do you think had the most fantastic race of the year? Maybe we should actually say you can't put Sadler. Oh, no, you can put whoever you want. Oh, it's a, that's a performance. I know, but everyone's going to go see it. It was amazing and all that. Actually, we're not just, actually, we don't just talk about Ironmans here. We're talking about any Ironman distance race. So, you know, yep, it could be yep. something like Roth or... Uh, actually, it's not Roth. We keep saying that. And the guy, one of the guys we're riding with this week, yeah, Axel, yeah, he's not happy about no, it. It's Roth. It's not Roth. It's Roth. It's not Roth. It is. <laughs> so... So that's uh, our news for the week. Yeah, that is our news for the week. Are you sure? I don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Website of the week. So we got sent through this email from Nick Double Mathis. up. Yeah, he yeah. did the one last did week last as well. Yeah. So he obviously spends a bit of time on the net. Mm-hmm. Do you spend much time on the net? I don't spend much time on the wet net. <laughs> on the wet on the wet <laughs> okay so uh, he sent us through this website it's um, exrx.net and then slash exercise we'll have a link to it on www.ironmantalk.com and it's basically like a weightlifting or you know weights exercise kind of website and they have this thing where you click on what kind of section you <laughs> oh this is going to be a shock I think we're going to struggle through this feature <laughs> uh, right, let me take over. So you, but you go back a page. Okay, so so you click on what are you? Are you male or you're female? Does it do it for the female as well? Yeah. Okay, so they they, <laughs> they, they, have, they have an image of a male or a female body, and it's computer graphic. Everyone keeps clicking on the female one for some reason. <laughs> well, there's a reason. But, so and, and they basically have a male body standing front on, side on, and from behind. And then you click on the body part, that you want to exercise so for example my chest or my pecs and then within the pecs they give you the different types of movements that that part of the body can do and they even show some exercises mm-hmm. um, regarding those types of movements and it's quite cool because the images actually move so they're kind of uh, they must be like a I don't know whatever a movement <laughs> file yeah <laughs> a flash file that's what I'm thinking and uh because and so they show you how to do the exercises so it's kind of cool <laughs> that guy looks like he's about 200 <laughs> But the, but the really you've got to go onto this website because the really great thing is is that well you want to tell it John yeah the, the guy is and what's the right word for it? anatomically very correct and but you basically you have your mouse over the body and you sort of click on the right but Bevan's got his, the mouse over the guy's tackle oh. over his tackle and the, nothing's happening Bevan wants to find out some yeah, exercise that, on what's how that to about? That <laughs> there's no exercise for that one uh, and then on the girlies one they actually cut out the oh. the, the girly parts don't they. 
Well, not the top. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is that it's a bit. The body sizes are just. <laughs> they're not correct. <laughs> she has had some serious implants happening there. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, we can draw talking like this shit, but, oh. but in saying it, it looks like the boys had some serious implants as well. So. Oh, yeah. He has done a lot of work in the gym. <laughs> Uh, keep it under control. It's actually it is actually a very good website for you know learning about exercise and also learning learning about the, the body because there's nothing worse when you go to your yeah. physio and your physio starts trying to um, talk all this Doing ling- the big lingo, talk. the big lingo, yeah. trying to yeah, sure you've done five years study and you don't have a clue what they're talking about. So this is a good way to understand the, the, the muscle and it's also got so you've got the muscle body map and you've also got the exercise body maps. So yep. um, yeah, this is a good exercise body map. You get another picture of that, na- that naked fella. Okay, and, and here uh, we go. More exercises and so, chest press, cable chest press, and they show you how to do it. Yeah. It's actually a really, really, really good website. And yeah. um, if you haven't been to the gym before, you're unsure of some exercises, or if you, you know, your personal trainer or your physio gives you some exercises and you're unsure after the fact, then, you know, it's a great website to go to. So thanks for sending it in. <laughs> we don't want any more naked pictures. Yeah. <laughs> com for the link to that this week. So there you go. That's our... Website of the week. Oh no no I don't need to turn it off today. One two three four high five. Oh no head shaking I today. It, didn't I? Actually we had somebody email and we're going to talk about this one last uh, next week asking whether Bevan actually does have a mullet and I can confirm he does. No well it's actually a half mullet at the moment. Half mullet yeah, as he, it's as he longer stro- on than the other. He strokes his hair. <laughs> Grow a little rat's tail. <laughs> okay. It's to the left. Rat's tail's in the middle, John. Oh, Get your fashion okay. right, mate. This week in a high five, we've got the high five Ironman rules to be aware of. Now, John did this one himself. You're mm. good work. So, number one. Number one. We, go, we basically got a, we've got a swim, bike, run, uh, a, few, a few little tips. Swimming, there isn't actually really many rules in swimming. No, there um, isn't. You, there's, there's not really many rules you've got to be aware of. Basically, if you cut the course, that's, uh, that's yep. a bit of a rule. Time. In, in you've got to finish it in the time. Um, you've got to finish it in the time. Really, there's not many rules. You can punch the shit out of people <laughs> if, if you really wanted to. Um, Do you get a bit aggro? Do I get aggro in a race? I don't get especially aggro. Well, you're kind of at the front. It, it wastes a lot of energy. Um, but there, there are, I don't think there are, when I look through the triathlon New Zealand and, and Ironman rules, there aren't actually any rules saying what happens if you do get over-aggressive. Well, they can't place it, can they? Yeah. And uh, so the only the real the only real rule that you can uh, stuff up there is to, is to cut the course. What do you think about getting aggro? Uh, it's not necessary. It wastes energy. Yeah, it is know. a waste of energy. Uh, you know, you don't want to take crap from people, but uh, basically... Sometimes if you feel uncomfortable and you can't breathe, then you definitely need to kind of... Yeah, I know. mean, swimming over the top of people was, is, is happens. And if, if you... Yeah. I mean, one girl I was speaking to who had some real struggles at a half the, last weekend, um, I was saying she was getting hammered on both sides by two guys, and basically they were just sandwiching her uh, <laughs> in a nice way. Um, and basically I told her, you, you just swim over the back of somebody, and uh, and it's okay. If they're, if they're hammering you, you know, you get as good as you, as you take. Um... <laughs> Devin's got a dirty mind. Right, so that's a swimming one over. <laughs> We've had enough of that. <laughs> On to cycling. Okay, cycling. Pretty basic. No drafting. But this is a big one as well, is no blocking. So you're not allowed to actually prevent people coming up from behind you when you're actually riding your bike. So sometimes we have a tendency, especially if someone's around the same speed and if they keep coming in front of you, you get a bit annoyed and you kind of maybe want to try block them, but you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, so basically you've got you if, if you're in New Zealand, you know, you've got to keep to the uh, keep to the left yep. and you can't ride side by side with people. You've either got to be passing somebody. The reason why I put in drafting here, you've really got to be clear on the drafting rule because this does change from race to race. Yep. Um, you know, at Kona for this year, I think they had five metres or something like that. 
Uh, in Brazil, for example, they have a 10 meter rule. In New Zealand, they have a seven meter rule. Yep. Um, so really make you, you know, know the rule to start with and make sure you actually take advantage of the rule. So if you're allowed to bike seven meters behind somebody and they're going at the same speed as you, bike seven meters behind them. Um, and also be aware of actually what how you can pass people. Yeah, because, how long you have to pass people. Yeah, generally you've got about 15 seconds to pass somebody. And in most situations, again, you've got to check the rules. They do change from race to race. You can come up directly behind somebody, so you are getting a drafting advantage, and come straight up onto their back wheel and then pull out and pass them. But again, you've got to check that out and make sure that is legal. And one thing you need to be aware of in most races is that if you're the person who's getting passed, once that person's tyre goes in front of your tyre, it's your obligation to get back. And you've got about 15, generally got 15 seconds to get out of the draft zone. And that's so. really important because you may think, well, they come out to me, I might try to get back in front of them. But once they've passed you, you have to get back to the draft zone yep. and then you have to go past them that way. So you can't attack them to get your gap forward again. Exactly. It's really important, that one. So the, for using Ironman New Zealand as an example, the rule there is, is, is a 7 metre by 3 metre box. Yep. So you've got to drop back 7 metres within 15 seconds. Um, person's smoking past you that's not really a problem but if they're only just sort of creeping past you uh that's a problem my, my girlfriend brought up a good um thing she was talking to robin reed who's one of new zealand's top time trialists and he was saying that when he does races he always goes on the inside closest to the white line of the tire mark on the road right and because you often get an advantage of cars going past you oh yeah mm, yeah which is a good point so i don't know if it's so much an eye because there's not many cars on the road but mm. yeah so there's a couple of run uh, cycling ones um Running. Okay, so is it you now? No, you, you? Know, oh, you can get it next one. No, you go, you go. Okay, for the run, this is a quote off the Ironman New Zealand one. No form of locomotion other than running or walking is allowed. So, that so basically you can't take means, your scooter. Yeah, you can't, take, <laughs> I can't, you can't take your scooter. But more importantly, you're not allowed to crawl. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, you're not allowed to crawl. And if you Back it up. They make a big hype out of the big crawl to the finish you're line. You're not allowed to do it. Well, that, that's disappointing. Yeah. Because they should have been... Out of the game. Yeah. If you ever want to see something that really makes well, makes my tummy sort of uh, curdle is, is watch the, the crawl off between Wendy Ingram and yeah. Sean Welsh. It is, wow. it's, it's not actually very pleasurable watching. Have you seen it or yeah, not? Yeah, but it's awesome, isn't it? It is it is very scary. They're, they're wobbling. They're just basically about to pass out. They're falling all over each other and then they just start crawling off and it's it's not pretty. Well, I didn't realise you weren't allowed to crawl. No. So, well, there you go. No. Well, that, that, this is at Ironman New Zealand. There may be other races that you are allowed to crawl. The, but uh, does it specifically say you're not allowed to crawl? The, no, it says no form of locomotion other than running or walking is allowed. And so crawl, oh. crawling isn't running or walking. There you go. There you go. Okay, so no outside assistance. Like a lot of multi-sports, you have your team that support you along the way. You know, they'll help you in transitions and they'll give you your food along the way. And in Ironman, you're not allowed anything. And I remember Erin Baker had actually heard her a few years mm. ago in a race, didn't it? Because she accepted water from someone on the course. Yeah. Yeah, and so no one, no your friends and family can't meet you somewhere along the way and give some water or you know give you clothing or anything like that. Yeah, you um, know, no assistance at all during the race. And we did have people emailing in a little while ago saying you can't actually throw your gear out uh, to, to yeah. your support crew as well. Yeah. Um. So so just be aware of that one. You want to do the yeah. last one? No, you can do the last one. <laughs> we've already been a bit, we've taken it low today anyway. We have so. taken it low, but uh, we do have, we have actually had requests on this um, <laughs> because we did do our peeing on the bike feature yep. and, and pooing on the bike. Um, although it doesn't actually appear to be written in the rules, it's really not a good look. Um, so, so <laughs> I'm, I'm staying out of it. So, so you know, do that one at your own risk. Uh, I we're, think, we're I not think sure. if you're in a race, how are you going to try and make this serious? <laughs> go, well, if you're in a race, if you're in a race. And you really need to pull on the bike, and there's no toilets nearby. What do you do? Uh, I would pull over. Pull over, and, find uh, a tree. No, I, w- I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily find a tree, but I, I wouldn't do it either in my pants or off the back of the bike. 
I'd probably That's our high five. <laughs> high five for this week. We'll, we'll cut it off there. Maybe one day we will do a pooing on the bike thing. But how did website of the week come up? You've, you've stuffed up the order. No, I haven't. Yeah, there's no order. We have <laughs> order. We're not that organised. <laughs> That's uh, what is it? High five for this week. Wait. Age Grouper of the Week. And uh, the music you just had then was called Heroes. Heroes, because you are our hero, Age Grouper of the Week. <laughs> and that Age Grouper is Graham Stewart. Now, Graham Stewart got sent to us by Andrew Kerr, which is obviously a mate of his. Again, Mac user. Disappointing, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Wise man, I would say. So anyway, um, Graham, the reason we're giving him Age Grouper of the Week is we did Western Australia on the weekend in a pretty fast time, didn't he? Very fast. Nine hours, 13 minutes. Yep. And did we get his age? Uh, I think he was 25 to 29, but I will wait and see what, it, what your website pulls up here. Well, let's have a look. See, now I'm using a bloody Windows program. It doesn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> a problem. Um, anyway, but anyway, the re- what was really cool about what Graham did was that he trained in Scotland in the winter and autumn. Well, it's already winter, winter, autumn. Okay. Yeah, going into winter. Well, yeah, so it's pretty cold over in Scotland. It's it? cold over in Scotland. It's a freezing place. And to do Western Australia kind of reminds me of when I did... <laughs> Away. Yes. Yeah. Reminds me of that too. Uh, Not pleasant. And it was pretty hot over there, so going from a hot to cold environment is, is pretty tricky. Yeah, definitely. It's, there's not much commentation done. And uh, it also, it was his first sign, man. Yeah. That's, that's why it was impressive. So, what was what did he do again? Well, if your bloody computer decided to no, work. No, I meant talk.com. Anyway, go. What do you there do? You go, here, here we go. go. Here we go. So, Graham's 28. He's from Dundee. Dundee. Dundee but, United football team. Uh, so very yeah, very balanced race. Fifty-two minute swim, five oh seven on the bike, and three thirteen uh, yeah, marathon. So it's a really good balanced day, real all round. Twenty eighth um, overall in your first Ironman. Twenty eighth overall, That's nine hours thirteen. Effect. But he was only I think fifth in his age group in the twenty-five twenty-nine. Wow, so, so competitive race. Pretty pretty fast guys there, and uh, and 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 the uh, twenty-five. Tell you what, if he trained group. in Western Australia, he would have won it because it was warm. Yeah, 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 he would have. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Anyway. So, so Graham, that was a fantastic effort. You didn't, you didn't you kind of help me on that one. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> you, you didn't did. help me on the pearl on the bike. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bailing you out. <laughs> okay then. Right then. So, so we're gonna move on. And no, Graham, you are our oh, age, age group, group of the week. week. Beautiful. Um, questions and answers. So let's we're go. Backing it up from last week. So we're gonna start on a question we had. We've had a few times, and we always forget to do it. And before we actually got onto it today, I said, John, we're doing it today. We often get the question. John and I are very kind of. Parochial. parochial that's the word you're looking for and uh, we're about Christchurch as a place to train and we often get people emailing us and saying well why is it so great to train and uh, you want to start the, the start with it's a bit like Boulder there's so many good athletes around yeah um, totally you can generally find somebody who's about your ability to, to go out training with it's actually um, funny you say that because I was talking to um, German guy Axel Axel today and he was saying how that's the one thing he's loved and even in Germany it was really hard to find good athletes to train with all the time I suppose it's such a big population and mm. he said that in such a small place to have so many top athletes of a really high ability to go out and train with and you know mm. today John and I did a ride and well, I didn't do all of it but we did a ride with six seven guys in it who yeah. are all pretty of, handy. a pretty high standard and uh, definitely yeah so Yep, that's one reason. That's key thing. Um, um, great, tra- great terrain. So we live in a very flat city, but then we have great hills to the side of the city. And uh, directly, like where Bevan and I live, the hills are like a minute away. A minute away. Yeah. So we can go. 
Yeah, and, and, and so you can do nice long rides on the flat, or you can do some really nice rolling rides, or you can do some good steep climbs, and there's a variety of them as well, so it's not like you're always doing the same hill climb, you've got an option of maybe six to seven, mm. maybe six to ten good rides of hill climbing in that, around the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the sea, so we're right by the sea, yep. um, so you can get your open water swimming in. Great pool facilities in the city, we've got a couple of options of really good pool facilities. Good squads good squads with the pools. Yeah. Um, on the downside, though, the weather can be a bit average at times. Yeah, we've, we're having a particularly windy spring. Well, we're into summer now. Yep. Um, and the weather is pretty pretty marginal at times. Uh, yeah, average temperature in summer, what sort of low twenties. Yep. Um, that's centigrade, not Fahrenheit. Yep. Um, but on the whole, it's pretty good. And the downside is the sun is really strong. I'm yeah. sitting here with blisters all over yeah, my lips. That. Maybe that about. Man, I got cooked at the, the half iron man, and that was a week ago. And my lips are just blistered to hell. So the sun is very, very strong. Um, there's not too many downsides. I mean, it's uh, no. it's nice to have a bit of variety. And it's nice to have a bit of wind. I think wind and training makes really toughens things up. Um, I think one of the one things is, is that we can take a, well Scott Malina can take a bit of credit for is having Scott in the city yeah. is that he draws some really top athletes like you know you get the Gordos classes and Bjorn yeah. all coming to Christchurch and I'm sure having Scott Malina in our city has had influence on that oh, it's not just Scott I mean like I was saying when I drove around here um, I only lived sort of a couple of minutes away from Bevan and within a couple of minutes I saw Debbie Nelson who was a former world long distance champion and then Scott uh, Balance who's an Ironman New Zealand winner you know yep. within within uh, within sort of two kilometres mm. of, uh, of getting around here. So uh, I think there's a really good calibre of athletes all around, you know, people yeah. like Andrea Hewitt, and we, we constantly produce good athletes down here. So that's our, that's our blah, blah about this fantastic city we live in. Yeah, and if you ever come down to Christchurch and want to train with the boys, give us a call or give us an email, and we're always keen to get out there. So anyway... Um, we just had one just backed up from uh, last week... Um, Paul sent us in an email. Just had a question for John Hellman. So it was a bit of a bit of a broad question, so I didn't. I kind of asked it very broadly to John, but he sort of said off-season training and base training here in the states. Could you ask John what he thinks of Ironman athletes should be doing in this time of the year? And he kind of he kind of answered that by mm. saying, you know, either either working on your weakness or if, uh, you know you're weaker of your disciplines, um, and or otherwise just just training through if you if you live in a place where the where the weather is conducive to do that. Um, so yeah, I think John kind of answered that last week. Okay, so a few weeks ago, John asked about a, a kind of an, a website which we, we had the Ironman kind of the legends of the game, the Hall of, of Fame, the Hall of Fame. Sure, there was such a thing. I don't know if it still exists. And the next best thing is that uh, I think it was Gary Fagan. Yep. Yeah, I, I did find this one when I did I did a Google search, which is obviously what Gary did. And and they have the Ironman. It's kind of like a Hall of Fame thing. It's quite an old story. Um, and it's more just talking about the inductees in 1999. But they do have an Ironman for Hall of Fame with Ironman, don't they? With they Iron do, Man. but I couldn't bloody find it. And I emailed them via Did Iron you get a Man. Response? I didn't get a response. Should, should and that was, a, that was a few weeks ago. Uh, should have, that should be top of the list. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we so still, every year, basically, what Ironman do is that at Ironman Hawaii, they release or they give an award out to, is it just one? I think it's just one, isn't I don't it? Know. I just I don't, I don't think it exists anymore. I haven't seen it. No, because when I was here, they gave it to Greg Welch. Oh, okay. And he gave the longest acceptance speech I've ever. It was like thank, thanking everyone. Eh? It was unbelievable. But um, <laughs> but I suppose if you've done, well, what we'll, he's have, done. we'll have a link up here. Um, there is an article on Slow Twitch. It's pretty old, October '99, but that does give you a bit of background on on people who have been abducted. Um, I don't even know who all the people have been abducted. You know, it's obviously the big four: Molina. Dave Scott, Mark Allen, Scott Tinley are in there, um, yep. but there's also a lot of others in there uh, as well. And uh, if anybody does know of a website which does have comprehensive information on all of the stuff, uh, we'd like to do a bit of a feature on it. I was on some website the other day, you know, talking about 
you know, the early days of Iron Man, they're talking about one Scott Tinley won it, and they're saying how and it, was a, it was the reporter was quite new to the game as well, and he became obviously a quite a well-known reporter in the sport, and he was just saying in those days it was just such a small event that when they were doing the run, it was just him and Tindall there, and he's going, so what are you doing for dinner tonight? And he goes, oh, well, why don't we go out? <laughs> so, oh, how times have changed, eh? Yeah. Um, so thanks for seeing me, Adam Fagan. Yep. Uh, next up, you guys are legends. We like oh, thank that. You. We like that. Yep, definitely. First started listening yeah. to shows, uh, and she's she's kind of comparing us to guys called Hudson's and Hall. Yeah, I've heard of them? Oh, they were cooks, mate. No. In the, in the eighties, chefs. No. Oh. Did you live in New Zealand? I did. Oh. I had a deprived childhood. Okay, anyway, so she's just saying <laughs> that she thought the show show was really good, and we really, really appreciate that. She's wondering how she could put feedback on iTunes. Um, basically, you probably will struggle because you're in New Zealand. You need to have an iTunes account to be able to give feedback on shows on iTunes. And so, um, as much as we'd love you to do that, now how do you say that name, Chris? Indu, Chris Indu, yeah, um, As much as we'd love you to do that, you're unable to probably unless you have an overseas iTunes account. Um, but those of you who do have an overseas iTunes account, if you want to put feedback on our show, feel free to do that. We can mm-hmm. get more and more feedback, so we really appreciate that, guys. It definitely gives us more credibility. So very good. Mm. Next one is from uh, Jeff. And his question is, I've been watching a few Ironmen on the TV here in the States and noticed that during the swim, all of the pros seem to be breathing on, on every stroke. Mm, great question. I generally breathe every four stroke or unless I'm really pushing it at the end of the hard set. Am I missing something here? Um, and sort of my answer to that is it's really important to have the, the skill to be able to breathe to both sides. And basically what you want to do when you're racing is... Why? Is, Why? Um, I'll get on to that. Okay, sorry. Um, so when you're, when you're racing, you want to really be doing whatever's the most comfortable for you. And so if breathing every four strokes for you is the most comfortable, then, then do it. Um, the reason you need to be able to breathe to both sides is, uh, is if you're in a situation where you're getting, say, hammered on your left-hand side by some... Plonker, and uh, or if uh, you know, then you can breathe the other side comfortably. Or if you're doing an ocean swim, um, which is not that. I know there's a few Ironmen that are ocean swims. Um, if you're going cr- across, say the back, you, you've gone out the first boy, and you made either a left or a right hand turn, and you're swimming across the back. And if there's waves coming in, then if you can breathe to the other side, you can actually see the waves coming. If you don't have the ability to do that, and say you're always looking in at shore, you won't see the waves coming, and you might not quite be prepared for them. So it's an important skill on that regard. And also, if you breathe to both sides, it does mean you're a lot more balanced in the water, um, and you don't sort of become a one-sided swimmer. Uh, and why the pros do it uh, is generally the intensity. You, the intensity at the start is, is relatively high, and so you want to get off to a pretty quick start, and uh, and obviously that requires a bit more oxygen, so you've got to suck in a bit more air. And also the level they swim at is obviously a lot faster than what most, most of the age groupers out there are going to be doing, so they're, they're racing at such a high intensity even in that swim that you know they need the air, whereas if yeah. most age groupers, this swim just needs to be a comfortable swim. So you know if you feel comfortable doing your fourth stroke, that's what you want to be doing. And what I think you'd find is if you did get some good coverage, say later in the swim at Ironman, I think you would see that the swimming strokes have settled down a bit, and they're probably in a more of a settled breathing pattern to, to both sides. So mm. uh, it also is a bit lazy, you know, just breathing to one side but uh, okay but so let's say you've got the problem because i to be honest i swim to kind of breathe to one side too much mm. i can breathe both sides i just tend to do it i don't know why but let's say you can't what's the best way to get around that uh in the pool just start by slowly breathing to both sides so what you've got to do is slow it right down so you know something i typically get uh, athletes to do is say to do a 600 uh swim and 
say if you do 50 meters breathing every three strokes and then say 50 meters trying to breathe every five strokes a lot of people will find five stroke breathing a bit of a struggle um, so it's really important that you do slow it down a bit maybe chuck a pull boy in to give you a little bit of extra flotation um, and so then you can just concentrate on your breathing um, and when you've advanced that I'd say go three five seven and then that when you do seven stroke breathing that just puts you in a little bit of oxygen debt which is, is, is quite a good thing because if you do get a bit panicked in a swim and you know you can't take your regular breath breath you do have that ability to hold your breath for a little bit longer so um, the key thing is, is is to practice it you know practice makes perfect but you probably will mean that you do need to slow down a little bit in the pool and uh, maybe do a solo session rather than trying to do it in a squad session one thing um, I did I have a friend called Chris who's quite a good swimmer but could only breathe to one side and one thing I got him to do was just to do a single arm stroke on the side that he hadn't done yep and uh, he, he found that it was a really good way just to kind of I think he was just to kind of believe that he could do it mm. and he kind of had to breathe that way and he found that he was able to do it and it kind of was good for his swimming so yeah mm. so there you go there you go. Um, so next one actually was from the same person who, who loved the show and she's listened to all the shows and entered uh, Auckland. Uh, so gonna, I think it's Crescendo. Yeah. Apologies if we pronounce that wrong. Yeah. She's up in Auckland and she was wondering uh, if there's anywhere up there to get lactate testing. Uh, the only place that I know of is the... Uh, what's Auckland it? University, basically, isn't it? Is it AUT? A- a- I can't remember what that stands for. Is yeah. it Auckland... We'll, we'll put a link up on the site, um, no. but there's a guy that they do uh, sports <laughs> science testing up there. Yeah. So if anybody's up in Auckland and they do want to get that testing done, there will be a link up there because okay. Bevan will be very proficient in doing well, that. Well, I always am. Anyway, uh, Edward Hawkins sent through. Start off, uh, listen to your podcast via iTunes, very good, blah, 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 sense of humour, love, they love our humour, don't they? Mm. We love that you love our humour because it makes us think we're funny. Um... <laughs> Uh, question nutrition 90kgs 177.12 very poor rugby player shoulders I intend to enter an Ironman UK next year 2007 I've only competed a sprint before very excited about it however while I know that what I need to do is swim the bike the run I'm well, very talk, worried talk it out you've got to let the listeners hear what you're saying okay, um, mate. I'm confused about the nutritional side of things on the day I used power power gel in the half marathon before and I got the poos <laughs> about 30 minutes after finishing is this normal did I not take on enough water some people use full on coke is that a good idea instead of a sports drink I know that I'll be using power bar products and the feed stations etc but I don't know how much to use and how often etc best thing you can do is uh, is look at our archive page Definitely. and, uh, and go, go back and listen to the interview we had with uh, Emily Miazga yeah. uh, and basically we did a, a bit of a feature on nutrition um, and you know you, you'll find most of the information there but just very very briefly the, the, the key thing is is to eat whatever's comfortable for you and there's, there's no hard rule we can we can we can tell you you just got to go out there and, and trial a number of different things do plenty of half Ironman simulations and and, uh, and training uh, at, at Ironman pace and just practice your nutrition strategy use a variety of things if you've, if you've got a bit of a, a bit of a dodgy stomach um, gels are going to be fine uh, you know maybe use some bars bananas um, basically whatever sort of foods you like eating and training trial them and then uh, you should be right as long as you practice enough yeah and you need to do it on the days that are kind of similar so your big training days and definitely a half Ironman in simulation or your big bike days you know you need to do a few big bike days where you actually practice your race nutrition mm. and I know for me last time I did a race I did one and I realised I was just, I couldn't handle the food I was trying to take on mm. and uh, that was really good information to have before the race day you know um, it was interesting talking to Brandon because he doesn't eat a lot in the race he was telling me and he did um, Timberman Mm. He got, we raced with a guy called Brandon what's his last name? 
Del Campo. Del Campo. And he got third in Timberman. and uh, he Timberman. Was, um, Vine Man. Vine Man. The full distance Vine Man. And he was saying that when he was doing that, he, he basically had like one gel on the bike, one before this woman and one in the run. And he was, you know, and he was saying he's just trying to learn to eat more because he really struggles with the eating. So it was just really interesting talking to him about that. So, yeah. Listen, listen up to Emily singing. Most of the information you need will be will be in there. Yeah, that's a really great interview. And, and the other thing you could do is fly across to New Zealand and actually have an appointment with Emily. She could probably do it with Skype. Yes, you probably could. We could probably take a mission on that. Oh, yeah. And uh, what it takes. Seven the businessman. There we go. So anyway, we're going to wrap it up this week because it's uh, late in the day. We're kind of doing it late today because John did the big bike ride. So before we move on. So first of all. Uh, <coughs> oh, mate. You had a shocker. And <laughs> a shocker. Coffees of Hawaii. Dub, dub, dub. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Our great sponsor. Yeah. And uh, we love it. It's actually, some people were sending emails through to me saying they're going to support, buy some coffee. And Good. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, definitely. It goes both ways. So the feature product uh, this month we mentioned last week is the Hawaiian Island Style Blend. It's a medium dark roast, the perfect way to start your day. And uh, it's regularly priced at $6 US. This month you save 17%. So if you buy a 7 ounce whole bean, it's $4.95. And if you buy a 7 ounce ground, it's also $4.95. You can get bigger, obviously, quantities than that. Why would you buy whole bean? Just because you like to grind it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, really? people love it. It's a bit you know, a bit fresher and uh, you get that coffee smell in the kitchen. You grind it up and you're, you're doing it naturally, mate. Mate, i tell you what. I'm um, like whole bean. But they, they also do actually have sort of a gift set you can buy where you can get sort of a selection of three or four different ones. So that's actually probably a pretty good Christmas present. Actually. It is a very back good. Back it up. Back it up. Get it for your family. Exactly. Because everyone loves coffee. So, because when we got it sent over, they actually sent over these um, little packs for us and they're nicely sealed up in a little plastic bag and got three mm. different sorts in there. Really nice so, presentation, um, eh? <laughs> if you are getting something uh, shipped over, you know, um, good luck. I have for your dad because dad's are always hard to buy for, eh? Yes. Yeah. What are you getting your dad? Um... Blunders in charge of pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> the wife does the presents. She's, she's not that happy about it either. But anyway, she's she's good like that. <laughs> What's all that about? Why why don't you help? I do I do my part. What do you, you do? Know, I get some presents. <laughs> I don't think let's, you let's just move I'm on. I'm gonna get my dad some coffee. Um, the other thing with coffees of Hawaii, and we're actually gonna talk to some guys there. Um, they actually Same. do some tour, tours of, of the plantation. It's supposed to be pretty cool. I've got a coffee shop there, and you cruise around on a tractor, and you find out you know, how to make coffee and all that. So if you are going to the island of Molokai, I probably pronounced that wrong. Is this Molokai? It could be, but mm. um, it's something like that. If you go to coffeesofwaii.com, you can see it. Um, but they do little tours around there, so that's pretty cool. And you find out the history of that. That yeah, would be cool, eh? Yeah. I'd be into that. And uh, it looks like Especially a pretty on a cool tractor. place. Yeah. Because I feel like... Boom, you like your tractors. You're a bit of a farm boy at heart, I went forward driving on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we went forward driving, me and my mate. And they had a... You wouldn't want to do it as a sport. Because you can't... You, well, we went with this guy. You'd only gone like twice. And a truck was just falling to bits every run we did. <laughs> it was so amusing. But anyway, so anyway, go on a tractor at Copies of Hawaii. Yeah, and we're yeah. going to be having a chat with them uh, soon. It's actually... It's, when you start hearing about all the stuff they do, it's actually really cool. So, um... Yeah. yeah, yeah, and especially in the coffee industry, there seems to be a bit of shadiness going on where mm, they, a lot of the farmers Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks, evil of the Avoid world. Star- I don't let Belinda go to Starbucks. Oh, really? <laughs> Not going to Starbucks. Mm, when you're overseas, sometimes it's good just because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. But uh, definitely, so... Check out coffees. Don't need to because you go to Coffees of Hawaii. Exactly. And there we go. Coffeesofhawaii.com. So, you let her buy your presents. I let her buy presents. <laughs> Mate, she looks after me. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, email questions, ironmantalk at gmail.com. Send through any questions for us this week. We've got one already coming up for next week's show. We have. It's very exciting. Actually, well, we've got a few backed up. So. Oh, have we? Okay, so if you have sent through your questions, um, they will come on the show sooner or later. Um, dub, 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 Iron Man Talk for the show notes for this week. Uh, John Hellerman's book. 
Yes, that's right. So we talked to John last week. We've got a few orders already for it. We have, so but we still do have some copies available. So if you go, Bevan's going to leave the link up there. It's just a, either it's a word document, so you just fill it in, email it across to me, and we'll get it across. It's very yep. reasonably priced in New Zealand dollars. Um, about thirty, I think it's about thirty, thirty bucks, thirty-five bucks. Giving it away overseas, aren't you? It is. Uh, I mean, that's US dollars. It's probably only about twenty bucks. It's a very good, uh, nice. good little, good little guide there for coaches and athletes alike, and probably a good Christmas present too. We should, we should actually do a bit of a kind of a discussion on becoming a coach because I'm sure there's plenty of Ironman athletes out there who've done a lot of races who would actually have enough knowledge and the skills to maybe mm-hmm. want to get out of the normal daily grind. And that's what we kind of talked to John last week about. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like you know, taking the next step. Yeah. You, you know, maybe because of your experience. You know, what was it like taking that step for you? Okay. Very good. Yep. Yeah. We, can, we can discuss that one day. We will. Um, John's coaching website triathloncoach.net Have you, are you doing it up yet? no uh, if anybody is, is a really good web designer and cheap I can <laughs> if, if, if there's anybody out there who's a really good design, web designer oh, and cheap you don't like our website I do but um, no, I, I, am, I am the looking the views I have to take <laughs> is my coach is what I have to put up with um, uh, it's tough love <laughs> I had a couple of girls the other day at a really good race and I I didn't give them a lot of love. Oh, what's all that about? <laughs> but their, their main race is coming up. I said, look, you're okay. saving it up. I didn't want to give too much love. Mm-hmm. I was just going to... Now listen to this and they go, oh, he's holding back on he's, me. He's holding back. He's holding Tough back. love. Tough love. Um, but yeah, I do need to get my website updated. It's uh, it's pretty average at the moment. Well, that's okay. That's, but that's okay. okay. You, you can look at our website. Yeah. There you go. It's a beautiful album. Um, anything else? What are you up to for the week? Big training week this Big week training for week for me. Yep. Yeah. Done, uh, what do you do today? Did about six and a half hours today. About the same yesterday. About the same tomorrow, pretty much doing an eight bo- eight eight day block. Wow! So it's uh, it's pretty tough actually. I'm upping the ante a bit on this one I'm in that? terms of intensity. I just need to lift my intensity a bit. Yep. I'm cycling like a bit of a pussy, so I need to yep. just uh, just up it a bit. Nice. So far, so good. That's good. We got a bit wet yesterday, though. Yeah, we did get a bit wet didn't we? Yeah. I had all my winter gear on. It wasn't pretty, but no. then it cleared up and it was lovely. And it was yeah, pretty nice today, wasn't. actually. Yep. And, uh, what about you? Oh well, I've got to go to Auckland this weekend. I've got to go oh. away for work this weekend. I'm not very happy about that. And then, um, and then I've had a calf injury, so I can't run. Blown the calf. Oh, I'm in a bit of a bit of a oh, distress at the moment, but that's okay. Um, and then other than that, kind of just looking forward to get ready for Christmas. I'm going to do some shopping for my yeah. family. Yeah. <laughs> Buy my family presents. My dad, my mum. Doesn't mean you got a girlfriend who's good at that. No, because <laughs> we share the love. I tell you what, you do you get some thrifty va- thrifty <laughs> car vouchers. My my girlfriend works at a car company. So, uh, so that's our show for this week. If you uh, want to get in contact with us, feel free. Please click on the ads. One click per show. That's really good. If you're going to buy anything through Amazon, do that as well. Go through our store, and uh, that'd be really cool as well. And also support Coffees of Hawaii. And oh no, quickly, oh, back it up. Most of the podcasts have an out. You know, like we always say, uh, what do I always go, I go welcome to Home Man Talk episode. And most of them have that like like on Twit, which is one of my favorite podcasts. They go. Uh, over and out. No, they don't even say that. That's another one in the can. Oh. And so we need an out. So I thought we could let the listeners choose. Well, we can put it forward and then we'll, we'll go from there. Maybe that can be the topic of the week next week. Okay, so if you even want to put it in your topic of the week. But I've been doing my languages. That was kind of a thing, you know. Well, they can to... do it with the language in there. Could, okay. But you could do your language and then we could add the bit at the end. I don't know what language I'm going to do this week. Okay, go. Um, what have we done? We've done French. We've done German. We've done Italian. Um... Oh, uh, what's going on? No, no, um, <laughs> Australian. Yeah, we've got so what's Australian? Uh, another shrimp on the barbie. Another shrimp on the barbie. I'll see you later, Cobber. See you later, Cobber. But the yeah. Aussies are hammering the palms at cricket. Oh, yeah. We've been not talking about cricket because most of you guys probably won't know what cricket's about, is. but it's very sad. English people are 
woeful. Be, oh, those, anyway, we've got to go. We've got to go. I'll just finish by saying Aussie, I love you. Aussie, Aussie, oi, oi, oi. Oi, 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 there we go. Right here. See you guys.